Hello, whole nine yardsers. Thanks for listening again this week. Yeah. Thank yes. You. And thanks for reviewing and subscribing. And Have they reviewed and subscribed? I think some folks have been. Man, that would be awesome. More would be lovely. More would be lovely, but I mean, I, I hate to ask you no, guys. No, same. But still. If inclined. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> if inclined. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. I like to say your dreams are your ticket out occasionally. Every eight shows, maybe I'll say that. Yeah. And so I just did. Got it. So We're we good. Eight more. Eight more shows. <laughs> I do that again. <laughs> and what else happened? I'm going to tell you. What is this category, Ray? I'm always asking. You ask me every time, I and every time I will let you down. Like all my dates. I just I, I don't uh, know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I so don't, what are these? What are these? What are uh, we doing? I don't know. What? There's an umbrella. We have an umbrella, and we have a spreadsheet somewhere even that has them. Yeah. But um, I can't find it here quickly. God, That's save for the sure. queen. I'm certainly trying. <laughs> but I'll I don't tell a little story it. while you look. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. I got my truck fixed. Now I'm happy. I have my truck back and it's running. Oh, maybe I'll look here. Keep I'm going to put new wheels on it this weekend by myself with a wrench. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's going to be good for me. We can't tell these people this story. They don't want to hear this. Uh, I'm I'm nearly there. I feel... So maybe I'll post pictures on whole nine yards of my new wheels because my mechanics keep saying, get these old wheels off of here. They're dangerous. All right. You ready? Yeah. I found it. Well, good. What is it? It's sayings. <laughs> <laughs> we wasted so much time for nothing. Sayings. <laughs> You know, it's a saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's just fine, isn't it? That's fine. We're, well, yeah. So that we're going with sayings this week. <laughs> Things that people say. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what my first saying is? No. What's your first saying? My first saying <laughs> okay. is Bob's your uncle. Nice. Okay. I know. Great. So I like this one and I use it. I, Sure. Probably not often enough, uh, but I do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have specific applications. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I Yeah, okay. I'm listening. Yeah. So, you know, it, what it means, you know, it, it means um, easy, right? Yeah, like, um, there you go. And Bob's your uncle. Like my new wheels. I, I take the lug nuts off, I put the new lug nuts on, and poof, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. I got new wheels. Bam. Um. As the French say, because it's sort of like magic, some people define it like that, et voila. So, Ooh, I know, right? You practiced. I did. I got one in. Nice. Because, man, my French. So, <laughs> let me talk to you more about this category of Bob. All right. Let me first give you some ideas about it. Okay. One is that it's a slang term derived from this other phrase all is Bob, and all is Bob meant all is well. Like Bob was, it's it's everything's Bob. It's all Bob. how you doing, pretty Bob. It's good. Yeah, all is well, uh, and that's older from uh, the late 
1700s. Oh. Now that is, hmm. yeah, it's 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 frowned on, and I'm you can't see me. I'm frowning on it. Too, okay, right frown, now. frown away. Yeah. So well, let me ask you this too, before I get too far ahead of myself. All right. In researching this, what came up a lot, and I guess because it's a British phrase, mm-hmm. we're not as intimate with it or something. So there's a second part to it. Are you aware of this? I don't know what it is. Well, it's Bob's your uncle and Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> oh, man, no. And somewhat, sometimes Fanny's your auntie. But I'll get back to that. But in, in trying to research just the Fanny... Fanny's your aunt or auntie, auntie, auntie whatever. Um, that that second part is whew, There's there's like nothing there. Just because it's fun, maybe. Maybe just because it's fun. I'll have a little side on that later. All right. I know. And I'll I'll give you another you know, postulation on All this. All right. So there was this uh, fellow, Sir Robert Peel, not the music guy. Um, Bobby Peel. Yeah, he <laughs> he created the. <laughs> Metropolitan Police Force, known commonly as the Bobbies. Oh. And either, you know, people would think, like, you know, maybe it got off, you could uh, commit a crime and get yeah. off because Bob's your uncle, you know. Right. Like that. I like that one. It would be Bobby's your uncle, but, you know. That, okay. Well, that just sounds foolish. I know. <laughs> but so, but, you know. I like that one. It was also in a musical review, and it was in a Scottish newspaper in print for the first time in 1924. And, and another odd thing I'd never heard, but are always fun, and you could hop on YouTube or wherever you get your stuff and find this yourself. There's a song, and I found a version from 1931 by, uh, with a gal singing called Flory Ford, singing this song, Follow Your Uncle Bob. And the lyrics are, Bob's (laughs) Bob's your uncle. Follow your uncle Bob. He knows what to do. He'll look after you. Now, that little chorus sounds innocent enough, but if you listen to the whole song and listen to her singing, Mm. you get another idea about Uncle Bob. But I'll I'll let you enjoy that song on your own. I'm afraid to comment anything. No, just uh, listen and learn. Listen and learn. Yeah. The song. Yeah, but let me tell you something here. All right. What what this really boils down to, and while it is protested, I can't see why. And some of the protestations, is that Mm -hmm. good? Yeah. All right. Seem invalid to me because they make... Arguments about dates not lining up, but I triple-checked all my books, and the dates do line up. So I don't know how this isn't it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people just like to, you know. Sure. So let me tell you this. Uh, we're talking turn of the century with, uh, you know, becoming 1900, late 1800s. Okay. Uh, early 1900s. Prime Minister of Ireland, uh, this fellow, Robert Bob Cecil, he appointed his nephew, Arthur (laughs) Balfour, as chief secretary for Ireland. And uh, Arthur Balfour was not in public works and had nothing to do with politics. He was unfit, assigned by a family member, you say? Unfit, assigned by a family member. Huh. Yeah. And he 
was uh, then, uh, you know, a, a, a laughing stock, but he was also made an example. Yeah. And so the populace took to saying that. Ooh. How'd you get away with that? What? Bob's your uncle? And lots of talk about what a fanny is and what a fanny could be and perpendiculars and otherwise, but no rationale for that being anything other than it was fun to finish off the phrase with. You know, people needed more. Yeah. Uh, But Bob's your uncle seems to, because then, uh, you know, it was just 10, 20 years later that we start seeing it in in print and in all these other things and the song even yeah that is pretty spot on yeah. for something to take hold and i don't see any reason why this isn't it uh this fellow so i did some other digging cuz nice. i like to do that yeah and it turns out now i couldn't i don't know if the fine print or what but i don't know if they're related or not but we're talking like 1700, this guy, a Lord Robert Cecil, which would also be Bob Cecil, same dude. Same guy. Earl of Salisbury. He had a wife whose name was Francis. Okay. And you know what a nickname for Francis is? I'm going to say Fanny. It is Fanny. But so I didn't know that. However, uh, this Lord... Bob Cecil, Earl of Salisbury, did not seem to appoint his nephew and be made fun of. That happened a couple hundred years later to another... Another Bob. The other Bob, Bob Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Oh, it's but the same family? I said I, I, I couldn't tell Sorry. if they were related or not. Small gotcha. print. And, uh, yeah. But that's just an aside because, I mean, who knows, right? But But then that would be really old. Another little fun aside, nepotism. Yeah. Yeah. We got that one. Helped by any relative in position of power, but 1700s on saw a promotion in politics on nephews. Yeah. And word coming from uh, Nipote. Nipote. Yeah, I'm going with that. Right. Same thing. It was an Italian variant. They look uh, N-I-P-O-T-E, which means nephew. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we did that. That's a saying. Bob's your uncle. People say it. Mm-hmm. Now we have some sayings. What do you have? Uh, my first saying is by and large. By and large? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a way to like say. It's, it's like, um, what's that word that begins with an O that people use? Omniscient? No, but go ahead. I'm not going to get the opportunity? it. Opportunity? No, it's like, a, it's like a longer. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> just okay. Just okay. Go ahead. I'll go ahead. Um, defined as in general, for the most part, all things considered, on NPR. So uh, we so are in general, on there. No, just that part. Just okay. that all things considered part. Was, right. Yes. Um, you know, for by and large, this is how it goes, right? You'd say that. How's your day? By and large, it was okay. Yeah, so taking take, taking in the all the whole picture, right? Sure. Yeah, all things considered. Exactly. All things considered. Whole picture. Sure. All encompassingly. That's different. Go exactly. Ahead. 
commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today, which was positive for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. Uh, this phrase has sailing origins. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I know. Uh, there are two types of sailing, or... Just the two. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it comes from two types of sailing. I'm not saying there are two types of sailing. Let me just let me just say that right now. Yeah. Uh, one being by the wind, and second being another, not specifically second, being large. What the hell is large? <clears throat> well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, so it's going to, you got to follow me here, though, because we're going to get into some directions. And I'm going to try to paint some word pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to try. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, I was reading it. I'm like, all right, this, I think this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm understanding it. So this is me trying to explain it. Uh, so you're like, all right, nuts to this. I'm out. You're, I'm going to start a new life at sea. So you hop in your sailboat, and, and somehow you get it to the Atlantic Ocean. doesn't matter. No, and rivers, tributaries. Sure, great. You're heading east once you get to the ocean. Okay. Heading east. Yeah. The Atlantic Ocean. Got it. So if you were to encounter winds hitting you perfectly from north or south, straight on, you're eastward, you're going, you're going directly east, and these winds are hitting you directly north and south. Those, uh, you'd be sailing on the beam, which is when the wind hits you on the side of the ship at the widest point. Is that making sense? Yeah. So if, if these winds start hitting you from any sort of westward direction coming from your rear north northerly or southerly anywhere west of your midpoint you're sailing large does that make sense oh man i'm gonna need some charts and graphs i'm just so anything coming from the back of you pushing you from north or south but it matters how I have my sail positioned. Well, you're sailing directly east in these in these examples. So you're you're dead on east, and some wind is pushing you from somewhere aft in a north or south direction, pushing on the butt of the boat. The yeah, boat, the boat butt. Okay. Yeah, from anywhere from back there, you're now sailing large because it's, it's pushing you. It says ships sailing large were able to maintain their direction of travel anywhere in a wide arc without needing to make continual changes to the set of sails. And I don't know what that means. Sounds like a good thing. It does sound like a good thing. Like you just set it and forget it and You're, power on. Essentially, like the wind is behind you, pushing you on. Yeah, tailwind. Right. Save fuel. Exactly. Make time up. So now we're in our same sailboat. We're still heading directly east. And now any wind that hits us from the front that's off perfect north and south axis, you know. Uh, you're now sailing into the wind, and that's called by the wind. You get my Yeah, 
Yes. And that's what I never understood about sailing, because they could still sail into the wind right. by manipulating the sail somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, it's a uh, close... It was called close something. I didn't write it down specifically. What you do with the sails? Like they're closer. They're closer to the parts, and I didn't go that far into it. So yeah, you're by the wind when you're sailing into the wind. There's also a term uh, called full and by, which has to do with specific placements of the sails during the the headwind sailing. Yeah. So that that's a different side of it, which is full and by versus by the wind. You you adjust sails to do different things. But so the the wind coming at me when I have to sail what the hell is that one? By the by, by the wind. By the it. wind. Yeah, there's there's several there's a few different, but that's I'm gonna stick a, with our buys and larges here. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a bad one, right? That's a that's kind of a pain. It's it the seems opposite like it, yeah. of, of the large where I'm just like grooving on my tailwind. Basically. It sounds like there's more difficult maneuvering and things like that. So you can and and you can't do them at the same time. Like they sailors know, you know, obviously you can't sail with a tailwind and also a headwind, you know. Obviously, it's going to blow one way or the other. Right. So you you can't sail by and large, which means it would be like all of the possible ways to sail happening at once. Right. Yeah. And they, I mean, they use the sailors use this term to mean that to mean like, yeah, that's crazy. You can't you can't do these things at once. It's it's everything, you know. So they they kind of used it to mean that when they. Said it. So the way the way we just said we would use that term to say, yeah, uh, taking in the taking in the whole picture of the day, the 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 not so great parts and the in the great parts. Yeah, by and large, I'm doing all right. Yep. So that's still a close derivative of that idea, though, right? It so, is that like that. Sailors use the phrase "by and large" to mean. They they had the terms in their sailing vernacular and they How made was your up trip? this term. By and large, large, it was good. Was yeah, right. yeah. Like they this was this is a sailing term that is, has origins of sailors. Get out. Yeah. So they invented. I mean, the, these two terms are shorthand for specific sailing types, and they combined them to to give us this idiom because they knew that it means everything, and and this is what I what I came across. Yeah. Different kinds of sailing happening simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, it was. Again, There's a lot of saily things. Well, so many sailing things. I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know what this one would have. But uh, again, yeah, it's a sailor. It's a sailing term. We're sailors, by and large. So by and large, everyone pretty well, I think. Yeah, I thought so. I was trying to direct the visuals in my mind. I could see my westward, eastward, north or southern winds. I should. It's still tricky with the trying to sail into the wind, and I don't, I don't know. I guess that's a much easier way to put it. Sailing large is tailwinds, and sailing by the wind is is more headwinds. Into the wind. Into the wind. Yeah. In a in a quick explanation sense. So yeah, by and large, that went pretty well. Well, let's have Rebecca make a quick explanation of our ads. Let's do it, and then we'll be right back. Whole nine yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. 
Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. All right. We're back. Yeah. Are we doing that? I don't know. I thought we're not. Okay. We could do that. No, I'll come back out. (laughs) So, sorry, people. All right, you're all back by now. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, everyone, please and thank you and all of that. Would you hit us up with comments, suggestions, thoughts, or relative criticisms on um, Twitter? You got your Twitter, okay? Twitter, check. And then you got your Instagram. Instagram, check. And and those are at whole nine yards pod, and that nine is a number, whole, at whole nine yards pod. And then uh, Facebook is Whole Nine Yards Podcast. Follow us, friend us, send us thoughts and questions. It's going to be great. Indeed. I know. Sweet. So, moving on with more, more sayings. sayings. What, yeah. what, what saying do you have this is to a, say? I mean, me saying something is a saying. <laughs> it but seems like it. This is... I have a phrase that we don't use anymore. No, okay. And there's several of these today. Yeah. Um and and we have still millions of more phrases to cover in the future sayings. that we do use sayings <laughs> that we do. But this one is heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. Now, somebody may have an aunt or somebody that still says this. I don't hear it too often unless someone's being um I don't know, okay. playful about times of yore. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um but anyhow, I I wrote as a note to myself, how do we use it? It's old school. We really don't. <laughs> but, you know, it means, um, <laughs> you know, it's an ex- exasperation of uh, surprise, shock, or fear. Okay. Yes. Yeah, exclamation. It's an ex- wow. <laughs> exclamation is the word I was searching for. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> exclamatory that's the one um so there there are some people who feel like this must have come from betsy ross because it's the only betsy we know somehow uh so all the betsy's just right away right into us to let us know that there are other betsy's besides yeah. betsy ross yeah lots of them and um i guess and i didn't know this and i don't I guess Davy Crockett's rifle was named Old Betsy. Hmm. Ah, you know. I'm sure we were. Someone said that to me at some point in my life. David Crockett's rifle. Ah, who knows? So, uh, Oxford English Dictionary um, explained some things because, for one thing, that struck me odd is the heavens. To say heavens, mm-hmm. you know, it implies a different origin or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they explained a few things to me that, you know, in the 1500s, 
there were a, a lot of these sort of heavens things. There, you have the good heavens, mm-hmm. uh, gracious heavens, merciful heavens, etc. Mm-hmm. And this was that plurality of it moving on to heavens above, heavens alive, which I've never heard either of these, and subsequently heavens to Betsy. For heaven's gate? That's something else. For heaven's sake. <laughs> For heaven's sake, right? <laughs> right. But so that's just a little other background on heavens. Now, some people might say, oh, hey, what about heavens to Murgatroyd, huh? What about that? Yeah, what about that? I know. I never liked that character's voice. Marvin the Martian? sort of annoyed me. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, but, you know, everyone's got their thing, right? Yeah. So that was... Uh, the Snagglepuss cartoon, right? But it was, and that was the '60s, oh. I think. So, uh, but it was actually in comics in the '40s. Uh, Heavens to Murgatroyd, uh, first seen there, and then may have laid dormant for a decade or two and bounced back with some writer for that Snagglepuss cartoon, right. knew of it, and employed that. Um, and and moreover. I like saying moreover. Moreover, I said I said Marvin the Martian, but he said something else. But yeah, you're right. That was Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss exit stage left. That was Snagglepuss. All I know about that. Heavens to Murgatroyd, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, a fellow wrote a book. You know, you know, like how we call the show "Whole Nine Yards," and and we called the called it that because. Earlier on in our preliminary research into idioms, etc., it was one that that people still seem to fight over highly, and and had no definitive no explanation. Correct. And so uh, this guy Charles Earl Funk actually has an idiom book that he called "Heavens to Betsy" for the same reason because he chose it because oh, "Heavens nice, to Betsy" is really. I'm driving you down the road, but I'm not bringing you home. You know. <laughs> we're going on the journey, but you're not going to like where we end up. Yeah. But what we do have, uh, thanks to a fellow whose name is Paul Dover. He's got Brother Ben, I know. I was going to say that. No. Paul Dover. Paul. <laughs> Just the way that it went. I was like, that's not. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, it's a real guy. Sure. Um, but I'm sorry, Paul, if you're listening, because yeah. he's like alive now. Oh. He found this thing, so give credit yeah, where yeah. credit is due. And and an odd thing it is, I'm going to tell you, this serenade by Frederick W. Saunders, a short story in Ballow's Dollar Monthly magazine. So Paul Dover earned this credit, man. Uh, May 1857 in Boston, so there's a there's a paragraph in it. I'm just going to read you the okay. whole thing because it's, uh, 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 you know, yeah. it all goes together. The night, as I've mentioned beforehand, is dark, and they do not observe a new manila clothesline stretched tightly across the lawn until Bob, who has his head raised to watch the second-story windows, is, as he approaches, obliquely sawed smartly across the neck. Heavens to Betsy, he exclaims clapping his hand to his throat. I've cut my head off. <laughs> well, if he'd cut his head off, he wouldn't be, be screaming. Maybe for a second, a girly. Like- <laughs> but uh, 
that's the first 1857. That's the first in print. That's the first. Okay. Findable from Paul Dover. Well, Paul found, found it. it. Yeah. I like the clutching of the pearls visual when someone exclaims "Heavens to Betsy." Sure. That feels right. Um, and that is the end of this dirt road. We got to get, <laughs> get out and out. walk. Yep. So, what do you have? <laughs> uh, my saying is uh, call a spade a spade. All right. Which is basically saying just call it call something what it is, right? Sure. Don't beat around the bush or don't uh, obfuscate. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Yes. No. No obfustic obfustication. <laughs> I like obfustication. Obf- yeah. Yeah. Obfustication. Uh, happening here. No. Uh, yeah, this one seems to be centered around a mistranslation of ancient Greek, translating Greek into Latin. It's always a tricky one. I know when I do it. Yeah, I mean, whew. Uh, 1542, uh, what I sort of came across as the phrase entered the English language when uh, Nicholas Udall, Udall, I'm guessing Udall, translated uh, Erasmus, who was a Greek writer, into Latin in 1542. Hmm. The original translation is the Erasmus. The Greek is from the year 200. Wow. As we call years 200. Um, So the original text, the Greek again, or originates around 200. Who was that guy? Piney? What's the heck? Piney, name? Pliny the Elder. Pliny. Is that yeah. the same? same He's back in his two hundreds. I don't know. He might have been earlier, seventy-five or something. Two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, elder indeed. Yeah. Yeah, the Greek. It seems uh, this was mistranslated. The words "call a fig a fig" and "a trow a trow." Although it could be trough. I thought I meant. I thought it was trowel. I like trowel, but now I'm looking back. It, it could be trough, but it's it's spelled trough. But a it, trough I, is I, a trough, and a trowel right. is a tool, though. I like right. it being the tool, especially if it's close to a spade. I'm guessing it's trowel because of what I learned next, which was some of these. Uh, they think that this was a double entendre at the time. Call a fig a fig and a trowel a trowel for uh, sexy parts. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, we uh, our history is rife with hornswoggling, hornswoggling out the gates. <laughs> yeah, so it seems. I mean, the it definitely came from a mistranslation of this Greek into Latin, um, and they're saying the lines were supposed to be a fig, a fig, and a trow, a trow, and he translated trow into spade, essentially. So but the intent was to the intent in the in the Greek text was to speak directly and say and call things what they were. I mean that was the original intent of the of the phrase as it was, but the spade part is the mistranslation. It sounds like. Well, you could see someone going from trowel yeah, to spade. Certainly, just and in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter. It could be anything, right? I think the only people that postulated some kind of weirdness were the the folks that agreed with the double entendre kind of uh, definition of it and that he wasn't actually referring to a trowel but 
Well, he wasn't actually referring to a spade either, though. Right, exactly. Or whatever well, they used. Right, right, yeah. Right? Yeah, kind am of. I, am I missing something? No, I mean, the intent of the writing is to call something what it is, but if the intent is a double entendre, then they failed. Because they're not doing that. You're correct, is what, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <clears throat> but this idiom, uh, it's pretty much gone from... I believe at least should be gone from our vernacular um, because the word spade pretty much became a post-Civil War racist term for a, a black person in America. Yeah, and that's a fact. Yeah. But I I always looked at it, you know what I always looked at it as a, as a card game, but then also a shovel. So that's just, I, I never thought of it as a racist thing. But you're saying it became a racist thing. Yeah, basically, um, this phrase is kind of, I mean, definitely looked down upon if, if folks use it, for sure. Um, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, in a 1919 essay, he wrote to uh, African-American soldiers returning from World War One, kind of urging the soldiers who had given up, you know, had put their lives on the line to fight for democracy abroad, to free people who are being persecuted for no reason, you know, um, to fight here at home when they got home against the broken and racist democracy, which we had here. It's a great essay. Uh, I really suggest people read it. I'll put a link in actually in the show notes. It goes on and kind of just, it describes an America, which is not that much different from today. Um, but he urges... And you say the, the, the phrase really morphed in Before, some parts of our culture to be more of a racist it phrase. It became a racist phrase, and W.E.B. Du Bois uses the phrase, um, call a spade a spade. And again, knowingly, they, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. he's one of the founders of the NAACP in 1909. Um, he was the first black man to get a doctorate from Harvard uh, back in the late 1800s. Hmm. Um, but he's using it in uh, the the... the Essay is, is great. Uh, I, again, I'll, I'll link it up. But uh, just the quote of where he uses the specific spade to spade. Um, I'm, I don't want to leave out any context, but it's going to leave out a lot of context, essentially. Um, Today we return. We return from the slavery of the uniform, which the world's madness demanded us to don, to the freedom of civil garb. We stand again to look America squarely in the face and call a spade a spade. We sing this country of ours, despite all its better souls have done and dreamed, is yet a shameful land. Um, it's also used, the term spade, again, during the Harlem Renaissance in a few novels. Uh, quotes called, referring to uh, African-American folks in there and just as, as spades talking about themselves uh, or talking about different, different aspects of the Harlem Renaissance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's a. I found a lot of information about this, and it's interesting. But well, can we say? Um, can we take it back to say a, a call a trial a trial? I mean, if you wanted to go back to trial, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, there's. I mean, this. It's a long or story like, and a long uh, of all the 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 what it became. But the idiom itself is kind of passing. Where it not. started. Where it started was more of a cut and dried. Thing. Yeah, no, that didn't have any roots in racism. It just yeah, became it just meant adopted. Say say what you mean. Right. So we've kind of all given up on it because of what it became. 
All right. I, I was, yeah. Yeah, but the of. origins are that just a translation of Greek to Latin, kind of, basically, in a play. Well, that's uh, those are our sayings for this week. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more, more sayings. sayings. <laughs> and uh, again, with the um, at whole nine yards pod. Yeah, Twitter, Instagrams. Right. Subscribe, share, enjoy the show. Hopefully people are enjoying our shenanigans, as I like to say. Did we do shenanigans? I don't think so. Uh, we'll do that. Oh, did we? I don't know. Man, I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a long week. Yeah. But everything's great. Always. It's going to be great. Yep. And guess what? What? I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And, and we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyu at whole9yards.org. That's heyu at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. 